when was the last time you said you were depressed or feeling anxious? Recorded in London, I'm Caroline Kent and I'm producing this episode of the podcast to discuss women and anxiety. Today I'm joined by TV producers Rubina Pabani and Charlie Braids. I'm Charlie and I feel anxious right now. (laughs) And I'm Ruby and I feel anxious when I think about the future. And I feel anxious when I think about the past. And now we're all feeling anxious in the present. I feel extremely anxious right now. Anxiety is just a constant thing, isn't it? Oh yeah, exactly. Just an underlying theme of my life. Or adulthood. Maybe everyone's lives. Is it normal? Am I normal? I don't know. Do you remember the first time you felt anxious? I was a, Consciously. I was a very nervous child. I was a very anxious child. Um, so I remember my whole life I was a warrior. My parents would always say, oh, she's a warrior. She's a warrior. I was too. And I used to think it was like warrior, like uh, like warrior. going into war. Xena, <laughs> the warrior princess. Yeah, and I was <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I'm a warrior. I don't consider myself anxious. I am super chill. Uh, and everyone always tells me that. Like, I'm quite chilled out. You are I chilled out. I don't really get that. Um, I don't get very stressy about things. Yeah. That's um, why I sit next maybe, to you. Maybe it's internalised, like, because everyone experiences anxiousness yeah. in some way. And now, a definition. So, anxiety, the term anxiety is used to describe a spectrum of conditions where anxiousness is so severe it gets in the way of your everyday life. And in 2013, there was 8.2 million cases of anxiety in the UK, according to the Mental Health Foundation. So one in 10 of us are likely to be actually disabled by an anxiety disorder. That's kind of a scary thing, and that's quite serious, and probably not the context in which I would use the term anxiety necessarily. I suppose it doesn't, it makes sense when you think that one in four people experience mental health kind of issues or Mm. things in their lifetime, and so one tenth of people will have anxiety Mm. I think that Mm. makes sense Mm. it depends I mean is it a mental health condition or is it just a normal thing that any human being can feel so yeah what's anxiety and feeling anxious because every single human being is anxious about something but is that the same thing as having anxiety Mm. like a flaring thing that occurs frequently are we like diagnosing ourselves or every time we feel this quite normal emotion are we like oh my god it's my anxiety i need to take something for it yeah and we're just being normal humans having an emotion if you compared it to feeling horny for example Mm -hmm. you wouldn't be like oh my god my horniness is flaring up (laughs) (laughs) how can i deal with this it's just like a natural human feeling but are one in ten of us disabled by our horny (laughs) feelings or are sex addicts so is anxiety trending at the moment or are we just getting better at talking about it i've got a tumblr blog that i've been running for years and it's where i post images that sum up my state of mind and that actually helped me a lot when I was feeling very anxious in my life to like externalize my thoughts when I feel like when I felt like they were just getting out of control. 
and I also take anonymous questions from um, whoever kind of stumbles across it. And a lot of them seem to be about anxiety and mental health. And it only seems to be getting more. And there's there's also a lot about foot fetishes and pegging and contouring. What's but, pegging? Um, what does it mean? It's, it's where a woman has sex with a man with a strap-on dildo. Oh. oh. I get a lot of questions about that sort of thing. Foot fetishes and pegging. Interesting. And anxiety. And anxiety. <laughs> People were talking online. Yeah, maybe, maybe not in yeah. real life. That is online. where I live. That is my real life, Charlie. So <laughs> Yeah, but like everyone people talk about anxiety a lot online now. That it's become it's like a quite a common word, isn't it? People say, Oh, my anxiety is really bad today or I'm feeling really anxious about it. I like the ownership of my anxiety, because then it feels yeah. like it feels like you're in charge, weirdly in charge of it. Because, you know, you, this, anxiety feels like it should be uncontrollable for you. But it's mm-hmm. like, oh, me and my anxiety is playing up today. Yeah. It always feels like people are talking about it like it's a pet or like some kind of alter ego on their shoulder. Yeah. And, yeah, I do think yeah. it's trending because there are loads of apps now. And like, yeah, like, like mindfulness do, is so trendy. Exactly, like you do yeah. with your Tumblr every day, saying mm-hmm. how you feel. There are apps that make people do that every day. Yeah. See, when I hear someone say my anxiety, I think that somebody is labelling it as a condition that they have rather than being anxious. So everyone can feel anxious. But when you talk about my anxiety, it's almost like saying my depression or my schizophrenia. And I think that goes into the realm of mental health condition. Mm-hmm. So but maybe I'm just maybe... like negging out on it. Wish <laughs> we could turn back time to the good old days when the mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Whether it's down to our inability to switch off from work or technology or our personal insecurities or our chemical imbalances, the percentage of England's population or the UK's population with anxiety does seem to be increasing. And is this because we're opening up and talking about it more freely or is it just because words like stressed and anxious are overused? A lot of people say that we overuse words like stress, but I actually think that's been good because it's taken the social taboo out of those words. And the more we say them, the less stigma there is attached to them. I think that too. I think that people, even like the like depressed, because that's obviously depression is probably seen as more of a mental health thing than maybe anxiety is, yeah. rightly or wrongly. But I think, yeah, using words, I think people get quite precious about whether you should use that. But if yeah. you say to somebody, I'm feeling stressed, you're telling them how you feel. I do think those words, have, yeah, as you said, have been important for, to, for us to be able to talk about our feelings, which is a great way for society yeah. moving forward, especially especially with men, for that, mm-hmm. that, that's a real problem. Mm. But then sometimes I think, like, if I'm stressed out and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so stressed out and I'm telling myself I'm stressed out. And then internalizing this thing and I'm rolling out to being like, okay, well, then I should be feeling really stressed out. And like, yeah. I have to f- you know, the words can make you kind of associate with other people's stress. So yeah. things that you see in yeah. films, you're like, hey, well, yeah. that is what stress looks like. I should be panting. I should be on my knees. I should be, <laughs> my breathing should have stopped, you know. And then maybe those words are also triggering other things inside yeah, of us. Because yeah. we associate them with what we see as stress. And even if I'm not feeling particularly stressed myself, I just kind of suck it all in like a sponge when I see other people being stressed stresses me out. (laughs) Calm down, dear. We can probably all agree that being physically healthy is about limiting toxins in your body, having all your systems run smoothly, exercising. But what does mental health mean? Charlie, can you define being mentally healthy? No, I'm either 
obsessively happy about something or obsessively sad about something or angry like I don't really have like a chill zone in my mm-hmm. emotions mm-hmm. I'm always going either one way or the other mm-hmm. and I do prefer the happier times but then I think I don't know I do worry that if anyone ever kind of psychoanalyzed me they would be like you're actually very unwell <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know and I think that you know you say we can say we're physically healthy you know you mm-hmm. know when you're physically healthy I have no idea when I'm physically healthy. Mm. I know when I've got like severe pain, but I think it's all really linked. Like mm. I think if you're, you know, if you're feeling mentally unwell, I get a stomach ache. Like if mm-hmm. I get depressed or stressed, I get a stomach ache instantly. Mm-hmm. And if I'm feeling happy, my body feels good as well. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know, for me, I can't distinguish the two. Um, so Ruby, is your mental health something that you think about or consider or actively work on improving? I've never thought about my mental health enough and I've never mm. thought to improve it. I've never sat down and be like, how can I make myself feel better and, and be better in, in life and think more positively about things or just even address the negative thoughts as well. Mm-hmm. I've never really done any of that. And I think it's something I've started to see friends talk about mindfulness and, and, and all that stuff. And to be honest, at the start, I was a bit like, for fuck's sake because I did see it as a trending thing it was like when everyone got into yoga mm-hmm. it was like great whatever I'm still into yoga <laughs> the doctor told me to go to yoga oh, I was God. like I feel really anxious and depressed help and they were like have you been to yoga have and you I'm, been to yoga and I was like I've oh, been and sake. I was so anxious that I was gonna fart all the <laughs> way through it's not relaxing for people like me <laughs> I can't bear the silence it's too quiet I had to go to one with music because it stressed me out <laughs> yeah I was maybe like music is my indicator because when I'm feeling a bit shitty I don't I like I go I go see live music it's like what I do it's what I love to do and when I go and see something afterwards I feel like a big weight's been taken off my shoulder but I didn't mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't connect that to my mental health, but it definitely is, isn't it? That's definitely like a like a trigger and a kind of cure in some way. Yeah, if your energy time. is just feeling like really crappy and groggy, then going to see live music just like resets me. Yeah, yeah. I just think you're quite better. chilled out, though. I'm not numb to it because I feel stuff. Like I'd feel, yeah. you know, concerned, but I don't really let things affect me as much as I see that they affect other people. If I was you, I would get anxious about the fact that I didn't get anxious. I'd be like, <laughs> should I be more anxious? Like, do I need a bit, do I need to be a bit more edgy? We spoke to mental health advocate Natasha Devon, who gave us her take on why so many of us suffer with stress and anxiety. If you think about how we're meant to live, we're meant to be running around all day, we're meant to work hard for the things that we get, and then we're meant to chill and have people tell us stories and maybe play some music and sit around a fire and contemplate life. If you think about how far removed modern life is from that, we're incredibly sedentary. We're spending all our time staring at screens. We're constantly put into fight or flight mode by stress and anxiety, but we have no physicalized outlet for that. So quite a lot of the time when people come up to me and say, I feel really anxious and depressed, I'm like, of course you do. drink because hangovers affect my mood so badly but when I did heavily um, suicide Sundays was a well-known thing in my circle 
when you're on like such a hideous come down from the night before and you're terrified of the Monday that's about to come. And it was probably 50% hangover and 50% general life fear. I mean, that's pretty standard, isn't yeah. it? Is it? Okay, good. I do think you steal your happy from the next day if you drink. Absolutely. Like, that's, I that's do the anyway. deal you make. You're I like, do. I'm going to go out and I'm going to get drunk and it's going to be really fun. But I'm stealing my yeah. health tomorrow. And that's yeah. my physical health, so I'm going to feel like shit and probably be sick. <laughs> and I'm going to steal my mental health because I'm going to probably feel anxious and upset. Like, yeah. sometimes I, I just sit on my phone looking through either pictures or messages to make sure I haven't said anything awful to someone. Yeah, like, I think, I've, I think I've upset everyone. Mm. Yeah. I think yeah. I've de- I take drugs quite regularly and, mm-hmm. you know, come down so, like... <laughs> what if the police are listening? <laughs> <laughs> come and get me. <laughs> anyway, come down to drugs are supposed to be, like, notoriously shit, but unlike hangovers, you don't feel, like, sick. You just feel a bit You just down. feel shit, which yeah. is a bit better, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I've gone pretty far in life now to be like, I won't sleep in till past this. I'm really, like, regimented. I won't sleep in past this. I will make yeah. sure I go out for brunch with somebody else. See, that's a really good thing. It's when you sit inside the house just eating a bag of kettle chips, and like, fester. shaking from the MDMA calm down, that you're <laughs> like, that's not a good day. Ouch, I have lost for an interview on a magazine once and the man interviewing me brought up the fact that I had spoken in public about having had issues with anxiety and I guess he'd like googled me or whatever and seen a blog or an article that I'd written right why is that a bad thing well he then asked repeatedly if I could really cope with the job but he said something like I know you've spoken publicly before about like mental health and anxiety and that's something that's come up in your writing before um, so is that going to be a problem with you if we take you on for for this job? Because we want someone who's, like, mentally stable. And I was like... Good I was, luck finding them. Well, yeah, exactly. I was, A, completely mortified, and I didn't get the job. Isn't that illegal, though? No, it is completely... I'm sure it's legal. I think it probably is. I mean, but who'd you call? The police? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. Give a shit. Help. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say his name and then never work again. A, it's absolutely ridiculous, because... If he's refusing to hire anyone who's ever suffered with any kind of anxiety or just been conscious of it and been open about that, um, he's going to really struggle. Because I found that a lot of intelligent and hardworking and high-functioning people do have those kinds of things going on with, in their lives. Maybe not Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, everyone's had mental health issues, of course. Like Stress and anxiety. Yeah, That's like an normal. everyday reality for a lot of people. So, And I, I thought that was completely normal. Yeah, I thought it was quite normal to sort of be stressed and talk about the fact that not everything's easy all the time. And sometimes I do feel overwhelmed by life. LA told me be a pop star all you have to change is everything you are so someone like jennifer lawrence she's been opening up about working with her anxiety since she was a teen and she went to a therapist who gave her prescription medication and she said that the combination of therapy and medication helped her deal with the stress of being a public figure she said I find a certain peace by thinking of me in public as a sort of avatar self. You out there can have the avatar me. I can keep me. And I just try to acknowledge that this scrutiny is stressful and that anyone would find it stressful. That's what she recently said to the New York Times. Bless her though. 
Yeah. It must be tough. It must be tough. I love J Lo. Yeah. She's doing a good job. Yeah, so someone like someone like Jennifer Lawrence, um, coming out about anxiety, you know, she shouldn't lose work on that basis or people think that she can't do her job on that basis. So I think it's absolutely crazy that or would she? I don't know, maybe that's a kind of that's quite a difficult thing to come out and talk about in Hollywood. Like mm. um she might be a complete fucking diva on film sets and yeah. you know it's like I don't feel great and she can walk off but she's someone in a high powered position yeah you know we're probably not at that level in our careers yeah, yet so quite. we're actually uh, speak for uh, yourself <laughs> <laughs> but when we get those Jane or chairs and we're, we're up there but I mean yeah it's difficult as, as a junior someone trying to progress yeah. and having these issues yeah. and trying to talk to your employer about who should be the person that you can confide in and address those yeah. things with. I mean, that would be shit. Yeah. Do you know what I find difficult about the whole celebrity coming out about mental health yeah. stuff yeah. is so far the celebrities that have spoken about it, people like Jennifer Lawrence and actually I think Robert Patterson as well have said, mm. I deal with anxiety. Yeah. Um, and I think anxiety is quite palatable to people because mm-hmm. people can relate mm-hmm. to that much more easily than they can relate to something like depression, like schizophrenia, mm-hmm. like bipolar, which is maybe yeah. seen as a bit more severe. Yeah. So they haven't been demonised in the same way. You know, like someone like Kokotona, yeah. who's got bipolar. Yeah. It's a completely different ball game for somebody who says that than yeah. somebody like her. And people often say, I use my anxiety when I'm on stage or when I'm doing this. Yeah. It helps yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if we've yet to have a public conversation about actually how debilitating it can be yeah. yeah i kind of think if if someone say in hollywood had quite a severe mental issue then i kind of think they would have been the ones that just quietly killed themselves and i know that sounds awful but someone like heath ledger heath was ledger. probably schizophrenic or something like that or robin, robin severely williams. depressed yeah, yeah robin williams severely depressed and rather than coming out about it maybe it's kind of so unpalatable that they they, maybe that's why there's no one that I can think of, really. I guess there's this, like, tendency to think that we all just need to be, like, powerful and strong. Like yeah. the Beyonce effect. We all need yeah. to be fucking handling yeah. our shit. Yeah. Yeah. And even though it's hurting and we're vulnerable, we just yeah. want to go into a room and cry. Yeah. Brave face. And I think that, like, that, that we should stop telling that to young people. We should That should stop being a thing. Yeah. Brave face is bullshit. <laughs> And now, a fact. This week, uh, the World Health Organization has warned that without more treatment, 12 billion working days will be lost to mental illness each year. Which is quite a lot. Uh, Ruby, are we more worried about what people think about us than how it actually feels to live our lives? Like, do we take on too much and are we expected to perform well all the time? And that's causing us more anxiety? I think that can be it. I have a confession to make. Okay. Sometimes I call in sick to work <gasps> when I'm not sick. Oh, a mental not, health day. I take a mental health day and I do it once a month. And like, that's yeah, I am probably idea. part of that 12 billion working days lost that you quoted because sometimes I'm just not going to be good at work. I'm not going to be yeah. fun. I'm not going to be great. I'm not going to be productive. Mm-hmm. I had a boss once who said... She was on her laptop and it was four o'clock and she was like, oh, I'm just not feeling it, guys. Is anyone actually feeling it? Should we just suck off today? I'm not feeling it. Mm. Your boss isn't feeling it. And by the way, your yeah. boss is human and will occasionally not feel it. Yeah. It's, it's okay. I think, you know, I think we should stop being so worried about 
you know, working so hard because working so hard and being present in the office doesn't equate to efficiency. When you've got like in in the sorts of programs I'm working at the moment, you've got something that's happening and you can't take time out. And I push yeah. myself into work quite often because I think yeah. we've got a deadline tonight and this has to be. There's nothing else you can do. The the, the programs going on air. Yeah. In two days' time, you have to finish the edits. Mm. You have to go in, yeah. and you push and push and push, yeah. and then it just ends up me taking like three days off, yeah. just vomiting at home. Oh. You just burn out, and then need to recover, need to purge it. Yeah. But I do think that that statistic of twelve, you know, those those working days, mm-hmm. I think they're already being taken. They're being taken, and people are saying they've got diarrhea or headaches. Yeah. I think that people. People, I don't think Ruby, Ruby's alone. You're a nut! You're crazy in the coconut! What does that mean? We all have our coping mechanisms and our strategies for when we're feeling anxiety. Um, the funny thing about anxiety, though, is that it can ruin everything. For example, exercising makes me feel better, but using exercise to numb out and distract myself can lead to me exhausting myself and feeling more anxiety. So I think that you need to constantly check yourself and regulate yourself and make sure that what you're doing comes from a loving and wise and conscious place um, for whatever it is you're using as a coping mechanism. So you guys, when do you, when you feel anxiety, what do you do? Like, what are your negative strategies? Let's start with that. What are the things that you do when you're not feeling great that just make you feel even worse? Well, do you know what? I... I think is a positive thing but sometimes it can be a negative thing and I, th- I feel like I'm the only one that this happens to is everyone says exercise makes you feel great if you're mm-hmm. feeling down or low or anxious yeah. but then sometimes I go for a run and just end up in the, on a heap on the floor just crying Yeah. and it makes me feel like awful yeah. and I'm just like in such a state yeah. and I push myself too far yes exactly yeah and yeah. it's probably like the opposite of numb, where it's too many emotions. Yeah, I've had it before. Stimulation. I'm just under, I get under that, yeah. a tree, crying. Yeah, and yeah. I'll be on the phone to my dad, and I'll be like, "Oh, this has been bad." And he's like, "What are you up to now?" I'm like, "Going for a run." He's like, "Don't go for a run. Fucking <laughs> stop and sit yeah, down." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm so, exactly the same. Run, 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 do everything, do everything, and then I can not have to actually stop, and then your body will stop you eventually. Yeah, then I just start throwing yeah. up. I know. I feel exactly the same, and I use. Um, <laughs> I use exercise to numb out, definitely, to, you know, either lift weights that are so heavy that I can't fucking think about anything, or run so hard that I'm like, all I need to think about is breathing and how hard my heart is beating, and I don't, I can't think about anything else at that moment. Mm-hmm. Or so if you're like, like benching loads of weights, we need to yeah. come over and be like, Caroline, stop! Seriously, <laughs> I've been known to, I'm literally not kidding, I've done, I do shit like that, like, I will use exercise, like extreme exercise, like if I don't want to feel anything, if I need to get out of being in that pattern of thinking in a spiral of thoughts, then that helps me get out of it. Like, I'll say that about... Is that a negative thing? Is that a negative coping mechanism? Like, I frequently... I'll say this with my therapist. Like, I will fucking ruin anything. Like, I'll (laughs) I'll binge eat salad until I vomit. Like, I'll fucking (laughs) do yoga for a week. I'll, like... You know, I do anything to an extreme. Right. And I've minimised the ways in which I do that. So I, like, won't go on a coke binge anymore, but I'll do fucking shitload of yoga until I really hurt my knee. (laughs) I see people at yoga like that. And there was one guy that stayed on for, like, double sessions, and it was hot yoga, so he was, like, really sweating. Yeah. And I just... I was behind him, and I could see all of his muscles in his ribs, and I was just like, dude... 
I just, you know, you just want to say something, but yeah. then you think, that but he, then that's I'm, his all I'm told is that I should do yoga. And there's, yeah. I think there is a yeah. weird thing with health yes, and definitely. this whole idea that eating clean and living clean and doing all this yeah. stuff is going to make you feel great. But in reality, yeah, you it's just, not you, quite it's, the answer. For me, it's something I've got to definitely regulate because it's a thing that I will use to obsess about. And I, like, I don't like feeling out of control of things and that's something that I can quite easily control. Eating is something that I've been known to kind of verge in between binging and not eating. You know, I'm either completely out of control with it or I'm very, very controlling over it. Mm. It Because I I think I see you from the outside Mm. and you look like the picture of health. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like if someone said who out of your friends is is healthy and kind of fit mm. and healthy you would you'd be top of the list like mm. you're in That's great shape you look great <laughs> <laughs> and but, then, do you know I, what i mean yeah, so yeah. and then i i aspire yeah. to get in the shape you're in yeah. and and i think it's funny that we always think that eating is a negative response to any mental health feelings yeah. and i've been trying really hard to not associate it with that yeah. being somebody who is actually size smaller than the national average so not even Mm. fat but gets called fat often on twitter and by many people (laughs) you're often told that eating is a negative response to something yeah but there is this whole idea that's probably gone on for generations of come home and have a home-cooked meal yeah there's a reason it's comforting yeah to sit and have your your mum's not my mum's but like someone else's (laughs) someone else's mum's cottage pie or have a chocolate pudding and or just dull, be comforted you know, by that. From. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cole Cannon, hashtag Irish mums. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, we, we, we make it so negative. Mm. But that thing of have a glass yeah. of wine with your friends and having the wine and having the shared experience is actually something that I find really positive and really But helps. that's something think, I'm super restrictive over as well. But I think both ends are like really interesting because I'm obviously on the other end, okay? I'm mm. the girl who doesn't give up smoking, who drinks as much as she wants, eats whatever the fuck she wants mm. and doesn't give a shit about it. And I sometimes wish I was more restricted and I did exercise more and I was a bit more on it and like looked after myself and that's I give myself shit for that I give myself shit for not being as you know structured as you guys are and not you know really being disciplined about certain things yeah I feel like there's a nice middle bit there yeah there's moderation definitely and no one lives in that middle bit no one lives in that middle bit thank god thank god you're saying this but we're all fluctuating in between like none of us are even static anywhere yeah which is exciting because then it feels like you can change your habits tomorrow yeah and you can become a better person tomorrow and we all live in that hope and that's great that's like the exciting bit about well about hopefully about lots of people's mental health is to know that tomorrow is another you know another shot at everything else like this is really cheesy but i've recently gotten to buying lots of plants everyone's in my living room as you can see and i got really into it because my flatmate told me that to plant a garden is to believe into tomorrow and i was like that's so fucking true that's so true and so i got loads of plants around me because i believe that i'll have to be around tomorrow so i look after them because you know I want them to grow yeah. and they make me feel good and it's nice. Yeah, it's like a metaphor for hope. Mm. <laughs> and if you want to like go on a holiday and you don't feed them, it's not like they're going to die like a pet. So, <laughs> <laughs> like I, was, I was cycling home today and I heard somebody walking down the canal being like, do you know, I just never drink in the week anymore and I just feel so much better. And mm. I'm like cycling with a bottle of wine in my bag and I thought maybe I shouldn't drink in the week. And yeah. I thought, no drink in the week it's yeah, fine but it's yeah. like it's so personal it's like all these things yeah. like as we're yeah, talking about with any mental health yeah. issues there's stuff that 
that like yoga make would make me feel anxious, not because I think I'd because of the farting yeah, thing. Yeah. Not just because mm-hmm. that, just because <laughs> I'm awkward with my body and I don't want to get everyone to look at it. And, that's and I feel okay. like everyone was staring at me, and it just reminds me of pee when I was at, sk- at school, which I fucking hated. Yeah. And so I stay away from yoga. Yeah. I do what's right for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I think the whole yeah. thing of your mental health, the way to make your mental health all right is letting yourself off. I mean, for yeah. me, that's mine. Yeah. And just being like, do you know what? You're okay. And I tell myself that in the darkest of times. Yeah. I tell myself that. And my dad always says to me, just be steady. Yeah. And that's like his main advice of just, 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 just be steady. Don't mm. think about it too much. You're yeah. okay. Yeah. And you can find all these, you know, all these things to do to make yourself feel better or the things mm-hmm. that you shouldn't do mm. but that's going to change and you're going to change but yeah. you just have to remain that you're okay and I think yeah. telling other people yeah. they're okay as well Yeah. I mean obviously if someone's saying to you I feel really bad I don't know what I'm going to do to myself mm-hmm. don't say oh yeah you're fine don't worry yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but just saying it's going to be okay yeah. even if it isn't yeah. now it's going to be okay I think it's also important yeah. to like hold on to those like exhilarating moments of euphoria that life can bring mm. because as much as I, I can completely remember and feel all those dark periods too I can definitely hold on to the good shit like on Saturday mm. on Sunday even I went to see Giles Peterson at Dingles and I was just dancing and having a great time it was like a day party and there was one moment when I was listening to everything and I was like god I'm lucky and I felt great in that one moment and I've just mm. like now I'm looking back at that moment and that's great. I've got loads of bad moments in the past too that I can look back and when I want to cry and get it all out, I go to those mm. too. The euphoria is something that you got to be excited about too. Mm. And You're crying. still that girl. Crying is a coping yeah. mechanism for me, big yeah. time. When I feel yeah. shit and I cry, afterwards it feels like I've had an orgasm. It's like, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's just done. I, totally I love that. that. Mm. Yeah. Good cry. Yeah. Good cry or a good poo. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And a crying poo. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking, I've never done that. <laughs> Sometimes when I cry, I look in the mirror. Is that weird? No, I think that's great. Because it so makes sure like a movie star. Oh my god, it does! <laughs> it does. <laughs>